This is money line. This is money line. This is money line. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Yeah, we made it. You just talk. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Lights, camera, action. Hello, world. Welcome in on a holiday weekend. It is Moneyline. We are back in studio Nothing changed as far as the statistician, my partner in grind at Josh Jordan 97.5, which is where you can find him on Twitter, Josh Jordan. What's going on, Jerry? Happy Memorial Weekend, my man. Glad to have you back. I know you went on a little vacation, much, much deserved vacation. I know you uh, work hard around here. If you don't already know, this is the man behind Sports Map, the one that makes sure that all that content is loaded up weekly, daily, actually. Uh, everything from Rockets updates, Astros updates, when Texans are around, a little bit of everything. This is what this man does. That's what we do. Our our YouTube channel's really taken off. If if you want to watch some videos on the local teams, Rockets, Texans, Astros, you know, all our hosts from ESPN 97.5, we we do seven, I think seven videos a week, man. And YouTube page is really taken off. So that's a Sports Map Houston on YouTube. But that's your thing. Check us out. I know who's got a thing for a big day in NASCAR racing today, right? A little, uh, there's, there's a big race on the horizon. We're going to get to the guy behind the glass at Juggalo underscore Trey 48. No other better day than having what's going on. Yeah, we got the Coca-Cola 600 tonight. Um Obviously, the big race being the Indy 500, the one race everybody watches a year in IndyCar. Uh, probably the biggest race ever of all of them. So uh, it's, it's, it's like Christmas for me a little bit. It is. And if you want to know, Trey does picks for NASCAR. And if you go to Sports Map Houston, you can see Trey's article. He will let you know who he thinks is going to win today. So you can bet on that if that's something you want to do. Just go to Sports Map Houston. 713-780-3776 at Moneyline975 is where you can find us. And for, yeah, let me let me correct myself, IndyCar for, for my uh, racing aficionados out there. Be because, careful. Yeah, no, you do have to be careful with that. Um, but for sure, I do have a question about, because there's a lot of money coming in on a guy named Scott Dixon. Um, and I'm going to ask you about that later on the show. So we will have some of that. But we have a little bit of everything because the Astros... Ugh. I mean, it's not even ugh, so much. It's 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 I guess it becomes you, you leave with a bad taste in your mouth. Right. So when you eat something, it's usually what, what, that taste that that's left in your mouth. So it's uh, that's why I say ugh, lightly, because you start off these games decent. Right. You're in you're in the game. Yeah. And then once that bullpen comes in, it's the the taste that's left in your mouth. The ugh. It is. And I will look at one positive thing or two positive things. Fromber and Oda Rizzi look good. You know, we, we've been waiting on those guys to come back from injury, and they pitched well. They look good. So that's a really good sign. The The other issue is just that this bullpen, it it keeps – it doesn't seem like it's getting any better. I, I'm, You know, I didn't really want them initially to move Javier to the bullpen, but it just – it became a necessity. They didn't have anybody that, that you could depend on to get you an out in a big situation outside of Presley. And then obviously he had some struggles recently as well. But yeah, they they got to get that thing fixed. So we'll see if they make a move or if 
you know, they have it in house and they just haven't found the right mix yet. It's just in baseball, particularly in, and in every sport, you honestly, you need a closer, whatever, whether it be basketball, the guy that goes in there and, and can get you the points at the end or, or in football, the guy that goes out there and makes the play. But in baseball specifically, it, you know, the, the, the one head to head matchup, the one on the batter versus pitcher, there's not very much anybody else can do if your pitcher is going out there and giving up hard contact, not just contact, but hard contact and extra base hits and home runs. But then at the same time, you say, can you not help your pitcher out when the rookie for a baseman, uh, Taylor Jones, drops a, a, a ball that could have ended the game? Mm. Houston, as a city, if you were watching that game, you felt the pain. You knew right then and there, like, all right, this is bad news. And then before you know it, three-run Jack, uh, Tatis does – I, all of a sudden, I see Astro guy going out there and saying, you know what? We need to get back to baseball. This isn't baseball, what he does when he hits home runs. Man, let that kid live. He, he's out there playing ball at the highest level. Uh, I mean, I'm not a fan when it's against the home team. That's for a damn sure, but he jacked it. He did, and you got to try and pitch around him a little bit, right? <laughs> I mean, he's too good a hitter. Well, so then I also saw people saying, well, how do you not just walk him, but you never walk the time bay, uh, the time run, right? So yeah. then, And then he had been struck out multiple times, but that was Odorizzi. After five and one-third, he gotta, he's got to go. How much did you expect to get out of him? Yeah, I mean, it's his first game back coming off an injury. Here. That was yeah. more than I thought. I think he yeah. almost hit 90 pitches. That was more than what I thought that you would get out of him. Yeah, five and a third. You'll take that. You'll take that. All of a sudden, you get later into the game, you have a lead. Many people might have even turned it off. Yeah. You come back, you're an extra. What's up with this extra innings? Doesn't it seem like the Astros are always an extra inning, guys? Yeah, and they almost, they're not built for games like that because you have to rely on your bullpen so much. Yeah. You know? They were in extra innings the night before as well, and they were, like, they had the bases loaded, and Mark Melanson got out of the jam, and then after that, the Padres exploded for, like, six or seven runs, and they won 10-3. to three. You You look at that box score yesterday, and it's, it just doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? Again, it's this is what I've said all season long before the season started. It just it's 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 a bad position to be in whenever you're the first five innings of the game. For a gambler, hey, start playing the first five innings. Take take that bullpen out of the equation. Play the fir- the, the first five innings because you seem to have a better feel for him there. You have a better feel for him. And then that bullpen comes in and you know it's trouble. Hey, live bet it the opposite way. Bet against them because at this point. I don't have confidence in anyone. No, I mean, Christian Javier and, you know, I know, you know, Presley gave up the big home run, but outside of that, he's been pretty good this year. But it's just, it's the other guys. Do you ever, you know, trust Joe Smith when he comes in? No, or, or I don't Andre like Scrub. submarine thing he does. Yeah, he just, he's not that good. They're, Brandon Belak. Oh, when you know he's coming in, you're terrified. And that that's the problem, and. When you and the, we're playing good teams right now, right? With you know the Dodgers were in town, the Padres, the Red Sox are coming up after this. This is when the Astros are being tested, and, and so far they're not passing the test against these good ball clubs. Then all of a sudden you're in twelfth, and you look up and you see Ralph Garza Jr. Who the hell is this guy? Who's yep. who's what fan did they pull out of the stands for the, to, to finish this off? And all of a sudden he comes in and he's he's up there against Tatis. <laughs> of course he is. Why wouldn't that be? You the know, case? as as a pitcher, as a guy that going into the league, you're thinking, man, there's very few guys. Like if I could paint the the position, I don't want to ever be in coming in 
and that's the guy I got to face in a game that he just jacked a three-run homer? Well, he got out of that, but then he gave up a three-run jack to Will Myers. Yep. And it's – I, I mean, what, it can, you, to eight. what yeah. can you do, though? Like, can you be mad at the – you just throw up your hands. If Astros fan listening right now, 713-7037-76, what are your thoughts right now? What do you feel whenever that bullpen starts getting around? Once that fifth, sixth inning comes in around and, and you start thinking – you just throw up your hands whenever they – that's what I did yesterday when that, that home run just – I just threw it with my hands, and then I, I if you go to my Twitter, at Jerry Bonos with a Z, I posted the fan. He did the same thing. He catches the ball. It almost it almost was robbed, but then the fan catches it front row, and he just – he's disgusted. He just throws it back, pissed. You, I mean, that thing had to make it to second base. I mean, he threw it – with, Sign him up. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> what are you doing this week? You know, Can you pitch? <laughs> what are you doing this week? Because at this point, that's what I thought whenever they put in Ralph Garza. And I, I don't even want to down talk the kid, the man. Listen, I even don't talk him. But it's just, this is what you got right now. And you just throw up your hands. You just, I heard, as soon as I heard it come off the bat, ding, and you're like, oh, no. You just knew. You just knew it was trouble. This is what you're having to do right now. And I guess I want to say, luckily, it's happening now rather than later. But. I don't know what changes later rather than you're getting your a few starting arms back, which maybe pulls some of those guys that were forced to start into the into the back end, you know, into the bullpen. I, I don't know. At this point, that's all you're hoping for. That's the answer. You know, and Urquidy's supposed to be back soon, so that's Thanks. good. You know, so maybe yeah, maybe they can move some of these guys to the bullpen that that are starters right now and and that's all we have to hope for. It was tough. You know, we were watching uh, the soccer match yesterday and the Astros game. We were kind of bar hopping around. And, you know, the Astros were up big. And then we walked over to another bar and started like, hey, what's the Astros score? And we're like, oh, crap, what happened? You know, I mean, they had that big lead. And uh, it was frustrating. I thought they were finally going to get one yesterday. So let's just hope they don't get swept today. Because, I mean, that they already, you know, had the bad Rangers series. They're very... Uh, inconsistent right they're really streaky this Astros team they, they they win a bunch of games in a row and then they drop a bunch in a row if they could be a little more consistent that would certainly help consistent is what they need because this team doesn't have another day off until they play every day until the sixth so their next day off is the seventh just think about that that's not what the team need or someone on the other hand again if you think you know, when you're slumping like this or, or or you need to get things going in the right direction, maybe just playing it through. But then you got the Red Sox and the Blue Jays. Yeah. <laughs> That's not necessarily easy to, to get you back on track. Yeah, and then you, you played Boston again just not too long after this series. You, you know, right yeah. after. And then the Twins. So just when does it when does it get easier when – your bullpen is the one that's struggling. So having consecutive games, that means tired arms, right? So then that means maybe you have to leave one of these guys that you put in, and even though he's getting binged up and he's putting you in bad spots, you're saying, you know what, I got to extend him a few more outs because we got games the next seven days. That might be Grinky today. You know, we see him only go five innings all the time, but that bullpen's tired after these, you know, extra inning games. So, and he's going against Blake Snell today. That's going to be a tough one, but you might really have to lean on Grinky here. Grinky today, and then they start over on Tuesday. Dollar Dog Night. Dollar Dog Night. Dollar Dog Night. Do- yeah. And that's the new series. Again, they don't have a day off, but the new series starts on Tuesday against Boston, followed by the Blue Jays. No days off. Uh, tired arms in the, in the bullpen. This is a recipe for disaster. Help. Send help, please. It's a Memorial Day weekend. 
We're going to throw it down for you here on Moneyline Money ESPN 97.5. Listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Memorial Day weekend. Shout out to everyone listening to us, everyone hanging out on Twitch. That's Jefecito, Dr. Dre off 290. Alex Villanueva's in the house. Green means meh. Also in the house, what's going on? Thank you for hanging out with us. If you want to come hang out on twitch.tv backslash ESPN 97.5, come kick it with the squad. 713-780-3776 at Moneyline 97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter. That's Josh Jordan. That's Trey Campbell. And I'm Jerry Bonos with a Z trying to get you caught up because we didn't have a show last week. So we tried to give you your uh, weekly, I guess, Texans update. And in the last few weeks, we found out a few things that maybe. Or that's, I guess, the question I have for you, Josh. Does it change your perception of anything knowing now that we come out? It, it's uh, more and more news has come out as far as w- it was told to us that the Texans didn't know really know anything and that they didn't want anything to do with this. They didn't want to touch it with a, what do they say, a 10-foot a, a stick. They don't want to touch it at all. But now all of a sudden it comes out that maybe someone from the Texans side, maybe one lawyer that represents Cal McNair, maybe – he was in in the process of trying to get things to get, you know, before it went public to get settled. Does that change your perception? <laughs> nice work, Trey. Uh, it means I think we can throw out that the – look, I don't think the Texans had anything to do with this. And, you know, an, another article that kind of goes along with this is this one on Sports Illustrated that revealed that Ashley Solis – you know, who filed the first lawsuit against Deshaun, was in contact with Tony Busby's law firm in late December of 2020, according to these text messages in this SI article. So, you know, that means that I don't think, you know, the the trade stuff Deshaun wanted out because of something the Texans were doing. I don't think that had anything to really do with it. You know, we all want to blame Easterby and the Texans for all this. I just... I don't think there's a leg to stand on. I don't think that's what happened. And why would they want to devalue their their most prized asset? That doesn't make any sense. Or do you think maybe they wanted it to settle before it went public so it didn't devalue the asset? It, does that make sense in any way? Yes. And, you know, Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk has been all over this. And he's like, this is not that unusual that, that you know, Mr. McNair would, you know, ask, you know, a lawyer to, to try and help mediate this thing and get things done. These are really just negotiations. Like, it feels really icky, but Florio talks about it. This is all about just getting money. You know, that's all this is, is, you know, what's the least amount of money you'll take so this will all go away. But that's what civil lawsuits are. They're about money. Where you stand right now, is Watson going to be in a uniform week one for the Texans? Or do what, does he show up? Does he force a hand and show up just just show up at training camp at some point so then all of a sudden, he, does he get suspended? You know, there's so many questions. Does okay, let's say he does settle or or Goodell, Roger Goodell gets word that he was trying to, so it shows maybe not that he was guilty, but it kind of it, it kind of shows maybe that okay, hey, uh, there is some kind of guilt there, whatever the case is, however you want to look at it. Say they do settle, 
criminally, he's not charged or anything like that. Civil, he he settles it. But does Goodell still have to take it upon himself to suspend him? I think it's going to be really interesting if he shows up to training camp. (laughs) And that's that's what I had. All of a sudden, you just see him roll up. And 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 you just ask yourself, all right, what's about to go down here? I mean, you know, if he doesn't show up, you know, the Texans can find him. Exactly. But what's tricky too is, but they probably don't want him to show up. You know what I mean? And then if if he if he does show up, and they that might make the commissioner put him on the exempt list, so at least Deshaun gets some money, and he's not going to be getting fined. I think that I'm very curious to see how this is going to play out because you know Deshaun's going to want that money, but. He doesn't want to play here. And that's the other big thing, too, that maybe we haven't talked about because we haven't had a show in a couple weeks. You know, Deshaun's saying he's not coming for OTAs. He still wants to be traded. He does not want to play here. He doesn't intend to ever want to play here again. And maybe it's just me. And I don't know, Trey, Jerry, I'm starting to, as a fan, hate Deshaun Watson. Yeah. You you know what I mean? Yeah, the whole thing with the masseuses kind of put it over. And him still wanting out. Like, he's doing all that, and everybody knows about it, and he's still like, I don't want to play there. I, I hate the text. You know, you're just like, you really? You're lucky to even be on a roster. Right? Let's go back to the rap lyrics, you know, just count, yep. keeping everyone in the dark about everything, not knowing what's going on, just uh, subliminal shots, let's call I it. I do that, too, though. <laughs> and I do, and I do, but but from where he was, uh, we all, I'm always going to go back to that video where he's crying and signing on the dotted line. What changed so much? He even he even gave shout-outs to the front office. Yes. Individual shout-outs. So that's why I said what's changed so much? The writing was on the wall. When you signed on that paper, and, and many are going to talk about Aaron Rodgers doing this. We'll talk about him as well as we always touch as far as the updates. But where you are right now, so I'm going to say Russell Wilson, why is he? Watson, where he was, he had the option at that point to say, you know, let me go pursue winning or let me pursue cashing this check. He deserved to cash that check, just like any other player when it comes to that that big contract. Any big quarterback at, at that, you, you put in that first time on that rookie contract, and when it comes around, he looked around and he said, he had to think, a thought, okay, the big players are gone. They don't really care. Does this franchise really care about the players, or do they just care about me? And how much more important am I, Deshaun Watson, to this organization than – Hopkins or or and I don't even want to throw Clowney in there because that's just a washy situation. But just whatever the case is, are are they going to take care of me? Are they going to take care of me? Yeah, he had to have been somewhat convinced. You know, they might have viewed me a little different. I got a little bit more pull here, you know, but I also want that money. So winning, did he really think and when he signed that, man, we're going to be contenders in the next four years? It's tough. Yeah, I mean, but we have to remember that was that was before the season. That was before they lost their first four games and Bill O'Brien got fired. So now the Hopkins thing had already happened. So he was probably already a little like, eh, these guys are sketch. Why would you trade DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson? That's but you got to get your money, right? Yeah, but you got to get your – that's the problem, though, Jerry. I think you're hitting on it. He wanted both. You know, he wanted his cake and he wanted to eat it, too. He's like, I want that big contract and I want to play where I want to play. And that's tough. Yeah. That's tough to do, especially whenever you see everything around you falling apart. It's falling apart. Many of these guys that have success early, and it's because they're on that rookie contract and they have a lot of pieces around them. But whenever they're taking your pieces away, specifically a quarterback, your wide receiver, taking them away, a guy like that, then you have to have known, all right, I'm signing up just for the process. I'm here for individual achievements. Uh, Hopefully we can win, but you you didn't go in there expecting that. So then all of a sudden – 
X amount of time goes by, not even a year. And then here we are. And then fast forward, going back to how you started this, saying, do you kind of just look at Watson in a different way, right? Is it kind of discussed? Yeah, because after all this, after all that, and then now you messed up and it comes to it, it comes to light that you weren't exactly the the saint that everyone thought you were. The, the the role model, the person that everyone said, man, character, that's what he has. There's one thing that we're not going to lack here with Watson. That's character and making right decisions. Well, we were bamboozled. And even after all that, after the girl cheats on you, right? And you're like, you know what? She was good. It was She was drunk one night. I shouldn't have let her go out with them scandalous friends of hers. And then you say, you know what? I'll take you back. You text her, you know what? Let's go out to dinner. And then she doesn't text you back? Yeah. She's like, no, nah, I'm good. Who this? <laughs> yeah. new, new, phone. new phone. Who this? That's all you get back. That's got to make you feel some way as a fan, as you know, guy that has Watson jersey in his in his closet right now. The girl that says, "Man, I love football. I love Watson. I love it. like what's left from that team that 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 you learn to try to even love the players because you said, you know what? It's not even about the team. The guy that's still the, the fan, the woman that's still behind this team, and they're saying, you know what? I'm I'm still behind the Texans. I love some of those players." What's left of those players? JJ's gone. You know, like what's what's left? Hopkins is gone. What's left? Watson's about to be gone. What what's left? We're not going to know hardly any of these guys on the team. Did you Brandon see Brandon Cooks? Yeah, Brandon Cooks. Did you see John McClain the other day where he, he filmed pissed. that video and you know they they gave the, the <laughs> roster sheet to the media for people to watch OTAs and they didn't put anybody's number on the sheet. And, you know, McClain's like. There's like 40 new guys on the team, and you guys don't even put who's who on it. We don't even know what we're looking at. What's the point of being out here? And being out there, if you've ever gone to training camp, they give you a sheet with, you know, player, position, uh, what school we went to, yeah. number, height, weight, and but number. Yeah, that's it's big. Because a lot of times in that, in that, a lot of those guys don't even make the team, you know, so you're out there. And it just happens every time I go out there. So I'll look down, I'll look up, and I'll be like, man, that guy's big. and Or, or man, he makes a play. He's fast for the – so you'll look him up, and you're like, man, who is this guy? Oh, okay, that's that, that's that guy they drafted. Or, or they had him last year. I forgot about that yeah. guy. But if they don't have if they don't have numbers <laughs> – now, McLean got a little pissed. He man. did. He, and, like, ripped up the paper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want to hear what uh, McLean sounded like, he was this pissed. He is allowed to attend – we came out to Houston Methodist Training Center for the first time, a group of us that uh, passed our test and have had our shots. And it was fun to be outdoors at the practice facility again for the first time since training camp of last year. That seems so long ago. Bill O'Brien was still the coach and general manager. Now, of course, the coach of David Culley, general manager, is Nick Casario. They have a lot of new players, but I've seen something today I haven't seen in my 45 years of covering the NFL. <laughs> it was defensive players and not offensive players, and we weren't allowed to watch all of the OTAs like we have in the past. Basically, guys running around, stretching, tossing a football. It was, let me tell you, it was so invigorating to watch a bunch of defensive players that we couldn't tell who's who. The reason was they gave us rosters with no numbers. In my 45 years of covering the NFL in Houston, I've never been given a roster with no numbers. Why would they do that? Did they leave them out accidentally? The no, they don't want us to know who the players are. There's 49 new players on this roster. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he's concerned, but as he should be. So I, I kind of dug into it, and, and some, I guess, of the staff is using it as we're doing it as group, like. 
let's not differentiate uh, safety and 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 cornerback uh, numbers. They're all defensive backs. Mm-hmm. So put them as DB. D- these guys, they're they're all LB. You know, these guys linemen. It just is there something to that? Is that yes? This is Patriot stuff, right? Where they don't <laughs> they want do the media too, to know yeah. anything. But the problem is, here's the thing: I don't remember ever a year the fan base being less excited about the Texans than this year, right? And then you're going to try and restrict the media access, the people that are pumping up your team and giving you coverage and free publicity. You're going to try and keep them as far out of the process as possible so the people that are actually engaged in the Texans get a worse product from the media. They said they haven't even made Terod Taylor available to the media yet. I mean, they can't even get a conversation with this guy, and we're expecting him to be a starting quarterback this year. It's insane. Because imagine the questions that come to him. What do they grill him about? Yeah. Like, what? How does he answer them? Uh, well, how's the playbook going to change? It's going to be Watson. He's got to swallow up all these questions and, about and tr- Watson. Yeah, yeah they, that's they got to hurry up and get him available so I can get him on money line. There Tyron you go, Taylor. Also, we'll also, look, go look at. Any kind of marketplace for tickets, like Facebook Marketplace, go look at how everyone quote quotes their their ticket sale. Like, oh, something came up, new job. Who wants these tickets? PSLs included, face value. Everyone's using that thing. Or hey, it's a tough year, gotta sell my tickets. Who wants these tex- Texans t- season tickets? Face value. Like, yeah, I know because you don't want to attend. You're thinking, <laughs> no way in hell I want to spend money on this team. Now that Watson's probably not going to be there, you're thinking. No way in hell I'm paying for these season tickets. Do I want to lose them forever? No. Or do I, I mean, so then go look at right now on Facebook. See how people word it like they're doing you the favor. You know, there's a lucky fan out there. I'll give up these. <laughs> I'll give up these seats for a lucky fan. Hopefully you can take your kids, take them off my hands. Parking pass included. Yeah, yeah, I know that trick. This is Moneyline ESPN 97.5. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Welcome back. It's Moneyline. Josh Jordan, Jerry Bow, Trey Campbell behind the glass. Talking a little bit about Watson. And where does this scenario lead us to? What's the best case scenario? What's the worst case scenario? What do you think is going to happen? 713-780-3776. Josh brings up a great point during the break. And we want to get to that. So the phone lines are open. Yeah, 713-780-3776. I I posed this question to Jerry. I'm going to ask you guys. We get a lot of comments on on our uh, YouTube page about Deshaun Watson. And most of the comments are, you know, the Texans set him up. This is Easterby's fault. Deshaun just needs to get out of here. This place is, it's a cluster bleep. You know, it's just a terrible place. But my my question really is, if, if you're a Texans fan right now, and Deshaun, you, this scandal happens. Whether you believe he did it or you didn't, we at least know he's having consensual sex with some of his masseuses, being inappropriate. That I think we can all agree on, right? The other stuff, we don't know. We'll see how the lawsuit plays out. But after all that, he still doesn't want to be here. And 
all the comments are positive for Deshaun and hating on the Texans. And look, I get it. The Texans have had a terrible last year or so, made some really bad decisions. But are you going to follow Deshaun to another team? You know, that's really what I'm asking. He still wants out. He's probably still going to get traded. And everybody's, you know, they have Deshaun's back on this, despite everything that's going on. They think the Texans are a disaster. Deshaun's great. You're still consuming Texans content, but you're crapping on the team and you're pro Deshaun. So part of that I get, but are you just going to follow Deshaun to whatever team he goes to? Is that, is, you know, Deshaun fan out there, if you're listening, is that what you're going to do? Or are you going to not follow the Texans anymore and just root for Deshaun wherever he goes? I'm curious about that. You know, we see that in the NBA a lot, right? Where people are like, I'm a LeBron fan. Wherever he plays, I root for LeBron. Yeah, you, you know, and you hear that a lot. You do, but I mean, are we getting to the point where that's where Texans fan is? I'm done with the Texans. I'm just going to root for Deshaun wherever he goes. And if is this is the player that you're going to decide to start doing that with first? A, a guy with all this scandal around him, a guy that doesn't want to play for your team. I, I mean, even after all this, you would think he'd be quiet. And then he remember he posted that video like a week ago of him working out in the middle of all this. Like, what does that mean? What? It, that's not a great move. It feels kind of tone deaf to me. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six Watson guy, gal. If you're out there and you're thinking, you know, ah. I'm going where he's going. The Texans did him wrong. Why? We want to know because I just spoke about it last last segment with people selling their their season tickets. That yeah. person, whenever I guarantee you, guarantee you, whenever they purchased those season tickets, if it was in the last X amount of years from when Watson was here, you did it because you had Deshaun Watson, because yep. you had number four. You said, you know what? I, I wouldn't mind signing up. I'm behind this guy. So what happens now? Do you leave? What happens 15 years from now if Watson does end up leaving and never playing one game for the Houston Texans? What do we look back at this career? Is he that big of a piece of this? Like, I would argue there's other quarterbacks that got more of us. Uh, you might even throw Matt Schaub up there yeah. at, at the end of it. Not saying now. I'm saying as far as what they meant to this organization, because when you look at it 15 years from now and you think, man, that was that was terrible. You remember those little few years that – that they got Watson, they traded up, and, they, and and things were looking good, and then all of a sudden Hopkins was gone, and then all of a sudden that masseuse thing came on, and he didn't want to play. Like he he's not going to be viewed in a, in a good light ever again. No. So if you're still backing him to this day, I want to know why seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six because the, there is a lot of people that are still doing it. I'm seeing they're saying I'm going wherever Watson is going. That's where I'm going to be. With you make a great point. People do that with LeBron, but what has LeBron done? other than flop some, other than, yeah, he jumped in on some of the China stuff and didn't really talk like he should have. I understand all that. But if you look at who LeBron is as far as a player, as far as everything that he's done, he's done it pretty well with a light on him that exists in social media and everything around him now as to where go 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 put Jordan, Michael Jordan, in this timeline right now, and we would know so many bad things about Jordan to where people would be iffy about him. Yeah. We would know way more, and we found out things about him, and that was back then. Imagine now with a light on Jordan and seeing the way he was and, and the things. I don't know if we would view Michael Jordan the same way. LeBron at least keeps it. Okay, well, what about Watson? Like, what what has he done so big in his life that we're just – you know what? We can erase this. This was written with pencil. I mean, what is he? He had one good half against Buffalo. I mean, you know, like in the grand scheme of things, what did you really get out of Deshaun? You know, you, you were up on the Chiefs before they came back and kicked your ass. That's about it. And, you know, somebody texted into the show here, not a big Deshaun guy, but you already said it. 
who are you watching for on this team? Brandon Cooks? You know, no, there's no players. There's no good coaching. The front office is terrible. Yeah, seriously. Like, so I get that. But I don't get that Deshaun was so great on the field and off the field that you're going to stop rooting for the Texans and just follow Deshaun wherever he goes and plays. I just, you see that with LeBron because he's LeBron. He's, you know, arguably the best player to ever play. Proven. Deshaun's not in that class of player. He hasn't proven enough yet. And he could end up going to a team that's not all that, you know, he could be not surrounded by a lot of talent wherever he goes because. You know, whoever trades for him, you would think is going to have to give up a lot to get him. So I, I'm just, I don't get all the Deshaun love, especially after the scandal. I'm, you know, I'm just, I, I don't understand it. I do understand that Texans fan is, is pissed. You know, they hate what has happened to this team over the last year. Watson goes to another team. First time he plays the Texans, is he received with booze when he takes the field? Say it's here in Houston. Oh, man, I would boo him. Would what, you boo him? Yeah. Would you guys? I, I would. You booing him, Trey? Trey? Uh, I'm kind of indifferent to the Texans, but if I was a fan, I would, yeah, I'd probably boo him because of the way he was to the organization. It was just... that, see, that's the thing right there. And we, we always knew this would happen, right? We talked about this on the show. At some point when a, when a player wants out of, you know, out of town, away from a team, the fan base eventually turns on him, right? Like in the beginning, people are like, we get it. The Texans are a disaster. You know, get out of here, Deshaun. Don't waste your career like Andre Johnson did. And like for a JJ while, did. that was the That talk. was the thing for a while. Save right? yourself. Yeah, we'll save be all Deshaun. right. But now, after time passes and then this scandal comes out, the, the fans, they, they typically start turning to where they, you know, they, they hate on the player. They're upset with the player. I, for me, it's it's that's the case now, but I don't feel like that's the case for the other Texans fans. But I think part of it's because they don't care, you know they're 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 tuned out right now. They know the Texans are going to be terrible, so they're not paying attention. But I go to our YouTube channel and I see twenty thousand views on this video and all these comments about Deshaun Watson. I'm like, clearly people are out here that care about this. And think about it as a fan. We got. My man Lamont says, F Deshaun, get out of my city. See? Get out of here. It just it's getting to that point to where you say, What did this organization what changed? What what has this city done other than get behind them? Whether they were winning or losing, they, they get behind them. What do the do the jersey sales go down? Is that is that is that uh is that barbecue going down every every single Sunday for a home game? Yes. Are those seats full? Yes. Are people buying merchandise, beer, everything? Yes. So what everyone was behind Deshaun Watson to the fullest like I've never seen. Like you said, they it got to a point where it was like we were in the jungle in a war. And you just said, you know what? This team's going to kill us. Go on without me, Deshaun. I'm going to, you know, go <laughs> yeah. wherever you want to play. Take my, here, Save yourself. take my leg. You know what I mean? Yeah. People were like, take my leg. I don't care. And now all of a sudden, look, look how high and dry he's going to leave you. Not only... Does he not want to come play now? But for a while there, remember the talk was, what's Deshaun Watson's trade value before all this, all the massage thing came out? It was like, man, you better bring, you better bring four or five first round picks to the table before you even call my number. You remember it was, yes. it was drastic things. You better bring, you better bring social security numbers, two starters, yeah, yeah. and Audi five. You know, just yeah. you better bring your vehicle and your kid. Like it was, I remember seeing like six or seven draft picks. I'm thinking and Khalil Mack and Khalil yeah, Mack. Yeah. and Khalil Mack and a piece of the MLS team yes. too. You know, and then now all of a sudden, like look how high and dry it left you. It left you just 
what happens now? What's his value if he does get traded? If somebody's like, you know what? I'll take him. Mm-hmm. I'll take the hootie. I'll take the hoopty. <laughs> I'll take him right now. Hey, I'll take him. 713-780-3776. We're going to get you on to, you, uh, to your phone call on the other side. This is Moneyline ESPN 97.5. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. You know what Moneyline is about. It's about you, the listener. We let you have the dance floor. We're going to give the dance floor to Lamont right now because he wants to talk about Watson. I know he's got something good for us. What's going on, Mont? Say, man, I want to talk about Watson. Uh, ultimately, I think that Watson is a grown uh, a grown man. He's responsible for himself. But I must say, his, uh, his team, his, uh, uh, his, his, his agent and quarterback's coach and all of that, they, they they are not doing him any kind of justice. Uh, you know that's kind of went up under the radar, man. Uh, but they had a lot of missteps, to, uh, 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 especially with that Dave Mulligetta uh, guy. They went out there uh, on, on on Twitter and made that comment, and he got racy, man, big time. But this brings me up to another point about Dave Mulligetta. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering, will the Texans ever deal with him again uh, when it comes to a high profile player? Uh, 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 if if, if he has a high-profile player, would the Texans do any business with him? Because I wouldn't. Because it seems to be a little track record with that dude and his players. Their players are all seem to be a little disgruntled, man. And that's all I have, fellas. That's interesting. You know, it, it's a great point because you would think as far as and, – and not just teams, but other players as well as far as has his, has he handled his, his responsibilities properly as far as everything that's unfolded does it make a team want to say, you know what, I don't want to do business with that guy or give him the benefit of the doubt in the deal? Or otherwise, does it? Does a player end up looking back on, on his resume and saying, is this a guy that I want to get involved in? There's a lot of question marks around him for sure. Well, remember we saw this a lot with baseball. With You didn't want to deal with Scott Boris, you know, if that was the guy's agent, you know, because he comes to negotiate, man. He gets the most he can for his clients, and a lot of times you find out, you know, in the past, as an Astros fan, you'd be like, oh, maybe we could get that guy. And then somebody go, oh, he's a Scott Boris client. You'd be like, all right, forget about it. Yeah, so the agent can make a big difference for sure. I think with Deshaun, it's just the – we talked about him being, you know, tone deaf. We saw these reports that he was still getting these massages in March, just a few months ago, after he knew that all this stuff could be happening and these lawsuits could be filed against him. So – to me, that just that screams entitlement, and I don't care, and I don't think anything will happen to me. It doesn't scream to me I didn't do anything wrong. It screams I, you know? addiction to me. Yeah, like yes. Regardless of what happens here, whether whether all twenty two of the accusers come uh, end up saying that it was consensual and they did, if there's still a problem here, regardless any way you want to look at it, there's still a problem here. With you're thinking of a guy of that with that kind of a profile, you know, a high pro. A quarterback of an NFL team, yep, Watson. I mean, that's a good-looking young kid. Like he's got money, he's got everything he needs. Like what? 
That is a problem. If you needing, if you need to go to social media and 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 pursue it in this form, that that right there is something else that 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 can be fixed. No matter with with settlements or or whether he gets prosecuted, whatever it is, whether he gets because at this point there's nothing that can fix that other than Watson. And whenever you saw them come back and, and defend it with basically saying that it was lies instead of. That means he's – is there going to be a lesson learned out of this? Say that he does get suspended and he does have to do the classes and, and whatnot. Is there a lesson learned out of this? Because we're talking about Dave Mulligetta, right? He comes out and posts – this is what Lamont's talking about. Also, he, he comes out and says, Sexual assault is real. Victims should be heard. Offenders prosecuted. Individuals fabricate stories in pursuit of financial gains often. Their victims should be heard, and those offenders are also prosecuted. I simply hope we keep the same energy with the truth. Of course he says it that way. You know, he's an agent. Yeah. It's like, did that help the situation at all? Does that, does that, does that scream, hey, we feel a little bit bad about the situation? Even if it was consensual saying, you know what, maybe feelings were hurt. Maybe lives were, were, however it is, you got to show, hey, we feel bad about, if you're taking this stance, like that's what I'm, that's what I don't like about this whole Watson situation. His, his team aren't making this. Your team around you is supposed to make you better because you you got so much going on. All those people, whether it's it's your it's your manager, and then you have a cousin that rolls with you. You mm-hmm. keep him there because your cousin keeps you out of things that he, he keeps your mouth quiet. And then you have somebody that worries about your Twitter. Your Be- fall guy, yeah, yeah, your fall guy. You have somebody that <laughs> worries that about guy. your Twitter, right? And then they're like, hey, you can't post that. You know, yep. they're right behind you. You can't post that. Mm-hmm. You have a team around you. When these people, a lot of these people that never get in trouble, or that you finally hear them get in trouble, they have a team around them that makes. Sure. Gronk, he's got a team around him. You see him get there's a team around these kind of people that say, Hey, you get a little bit it's a little bit too much. Let's tone it down here. Or you know you can't do that. With Watson, it's all these yes mans. It seems like it was a lot of yes mans and and I just this is terrible. You figure he was a great decision maker. You just always thought that these things were and that's why I think us as fans why did we give him the benefit of the doubt of so much high character and that he was a great decision maker? Why? Like, because we heard the story of what that he came from the struggle and Warwick Dunn gave his family a, a house and, and Watson all like we gave him the benefit of the doubt. Some guys were like, man, if I was ever going to let my uh, daughter get married, it'd be to Deshaun Watson type character. Where's that guy at now? Well, we we kind of got duped early. Remember when he gave his game check to the the, the, the hurricane flood victims or whatever? Yeah, you know, which was a great thing. You know, that, that was a really cool thing. And, you know, it's also possible that, you know, there, there's two sides of Deshaun, right? And one side of him, he might you know, do some really, really great stuff to help his community, and, and he's a great guy. And then maybe there's another side of him that, that we haven't really seen. You know, who knows? You know, we don't know. You know, it's speculating. We don't know what happened, but the amount of accusers tells us something's not right. You know, in, in that tweet that you just read, you know, from his agent, how does that help? All is it, you know, is, oh, we have to listen to the, you know, alleged victims and we have to listen to people. That's like 2021, 2020 speak, right? Like, let me say all this so that I can say what I really want to say. Exactly. And, you know, so let, let me say that we got to listen to these women. But really what I want to say is this happens all the time where people get falsely accused. That's what he was that's really what he's saying. And that was the clean form. You know they yeah. clean that up like hey, you can't clean yeah. that up so it doesn't sound Imagine what they're saying when, when behind closed doors. They probably think that they're the victims. Yeah, of you know, course. The, yeah. We're the victims. Yes. You know, that's what the, Deshaun's campsite is and that's what I can and through all this, he still has the, has the audacity to say he has the audacity to say 
I still don't want to play for the Texans. I'm not showing up. I'm not playing like, for them. They're a problem. This is when you show up with two helmets. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you say, this is for me playing defense. They're like, Deshaun, you play safety now? He's like, yes, I do now. You know, I'm here for whatever you need me for. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm here. That's what you were hoping. Then the fans get behind him again. Then maybe this could wash over. Although, here, all right, give us the suspension, you know. Then the yeah. fans start saying, you know what, take the suspension. Just like in court when you just say you can't beat it at one point, you say, you want, give me a plea deal. Yeah. All right, give me time served for some of what I've already served. I'll sit in the county a little bit more. Give me the oranges. I'll serve another year. Or I'll serve half a year. Whatever the case is, let's get past this. The fans are back behind me. Let's go. And no, that's not where we are right now. No, We're he, on the complete opposite end. Like, he has an opportunity to be like, let's rehab my image. He could come back as a hero. Yes. You not know, so much a hero, but somebody that said, hey, I made a mistake. I mean, look at Michael Vick, what he did. And people, Big Ben. People, yeah, Big Ben. People forgave them. Michael Vick, has a, he's, he's on, like, Fox Sports now. He's a, you know, he joined Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. You know, people get over this stuff, but you have to ask for forgiveness and try and take steps to show that that's not going to happen anymore. And you could get the fans of Houston excited. You know, if he came into Easterby and, you know, did the, oh, I really want to repent here. I made some mistakes. And, you know, people make their mistakes. Let's have a, you know, a resurrection of a career. He has yes. to do a confession to, a confe- to Easterby. Yes. And, you get know, Hail Marys. Yes. That's the Christian thing, right? It's forgiveness. You know, why wouldn't that make sense? Deshaun could have an opportunity to to go to, you know, Cal and Jack. I made some mistakes, but I want to correct it. You know, you guys have stood by me. You know, let's let's get this thing back on the right track. And I think all of Houston would would probably come He'd be around. Beloved. He would be beloved, but instead, he's going to make everybody here hate him. And then he's going to have to go to another market where he's going to have to answer all these questions all over again. I think it's the wrong move. And on the other side, I think there's a scenario where the Texans could actually make the playoffs this year. I know that sounds crazy, but only three things have to happen, and I think that could go down. So when we get back, we'll talk about that. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. Next on Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. You going to answer that? To call into the HRP listener line, dial 713-780-ESPN. The Affordable Care Act continues to be a complex regulation, and employers must comply. Visit hrp.net for help. 